Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's instruction to children. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3 reads, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. This passage is the logical section to follow Paul's teaching to husbands and wives. Please follow along as Pastor Jim delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Children. Look at the next verse. That it may be well with you and that you may live long in the earth. So here's a question. How can we explain the existence of old disobedient children and the fact that there are some obedient children who die young? Well, the answer is obedience and disobedience are not the only factors in determining the span of one's life. I don't think I would have made it to 12 if that was the only factor. But it's an important factor. Disobedience tends to lead toward an undisciplined life, which leads to vice and dissipation. Therefore, if all other things are equal, disobedience tends to shorten one's life, and obedience tends to bring the blessing of a longer life. And um, though you can't tell it in English, that interpretation is right here in this verse in the Greek. Uh, this, this promise is stated in the subjunctive mood. That's the mood of uh, the grammatical mood that expresses possibility without certainty. In other words, this promise is a principle interwoven with other factors. And you have to say this, even if a disobedient child with a horrible attitude lives to be a hundred years old, it will never be well with him. So it will always be that that part of the promise is fulfilled. You do what God wants, it is well with you. It is well with your soul. Now, I feel like that's kind of a shotgun that went off in seven or eight different directions. Let me see if we can draw a few conclusions here. First of all, I would say there are two boundaries to the obedience to parents. Honoring your parents never ceases. But the first boundary of obeying your parents is marriage. When you get married, Genesis chapter 2, you must leave former relationships and cleave to the new one. Leave and cleave are very strong words. And it means that you, you supplant one relationship and, with a new one. You're bound to the new one. You don't disown your parents when you get married. But the relationship changes and they are no longer the number one relationship for you. Your wife or your husband is that primary relationship. That new home is the central part of your life. The second boundary 
has to do with recognizing that God is a higher authority than parents, even if you aren't married. Uh, I had a, a little season of my life after I came to know the Lord and before I got married, lived with my parents uh, several summers and one more school year before I got married. And um, there were times that my parents wanted to do things that I had formerly been just fine with. And I would politely say, no, you have to obey God rather than men. You can't say, well, because my husband wants to rob the bank, I'll drive the getaway car because I have to submit to my husband. That's not how it works. As you become an adult, you have to walk with the Lord on your own. Like Jesus said in Matthew 10, 37, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. If it comes to making a choice between parents or family and the Lord, it's an obvious, it's an obvious choice. But you can honor your parents always. Uh, not necessarily always doing everything they want you to do after you are an adult. Uh, the same is true with the governing authorities. You don't have to agree with them in order to give appropriate honor where honor is due. And if necessary, you choose to obey God as a higher authority. You accept the consequences as part of God's all-wise dealing with you. But let me make a couple of exhortations here. If you still live with your parents, your duty is clear. Obey and honor your parents. Cheerfully do as they say and treat them with respect. It doesn't mean you can't ask questions. It doesn't mean you can't discuss issues, but obey and honor. And, and, and by the way, here's something to teach kids. And in this case, I wish all of them were in the service. Even the high school kids are away at, um, at camp, but pass this on, will you? Obedience and honor is the shortest road to gaining trust and independence from your parents. Kids don't realize how much power they have in their home. And if they would choose to be a model child, you respond to them differently, don't you? So much easier than when it's an ongoing declared war. I would also say if you do not live with your parents, but they're still alive, your duty to them is also clear. Honor your father and your mother. Now, um, Marcia and I have, as of three years ago now, we have both been orphaned. Our parents are no longer with us. But there was a time that that was very, very different. I used to, my dad passed away um, much younger than my mom, and she was a pretty independent lady, and she did, uh, she did well despite some real physical limitations that she had. And I would talk to her. She was in California, and we were up here, and I would talk to her every week, even before cell phones. You didn't just text and call all the time. And, and um, I would always say, you know, come on up here. You, 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 I'd love to get you out of Los Angeles. And uh, come on up here. Say, no, I have my friends. I have my life. I have my bridge club. I have all this. And, you know, she, she, she loved that. And uh, 
One day the phone rang and I saw on caller ID that it was her. And I said, uh, hi, mom. No formalities whatsoever. She just said, I'm ready. Come get me. And she moved here. And our lives became very simple because a whole lot of decision-making was a whole lot more simple because the fifth commandment got elevated to the top of the pile. Now you have a widow who is in your care. And then it happened again, and we had two widows in our care. It went, it went 20, 20 years of being able to honor widowed family members. Could be widow, could be a widower, could be both of them together if they're uh, both mom and dad together if they are if they have physical limitations you have to honor them and by the way it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy on your part but it is a wonderful opportunity for you to let your kids see what it means to honor father and mother and face it they're going to be your your caretaker. So um, honor your father and mother. And if you have parents who are still alive, you want to honor them. If you haven't already faced this, let me also mention to you, there's a time that the roles are going to be turned upside down. There will be a reversal of things. And in most families, there comes a time when you end up taking care of your parents' more than they do for you. But trust me, there was a time you were totally dependent on them and they came through or you wouldn't be here. So be helpful to your parents without demeaning their dignity or their personhood. Um, This overlaps next week, but it's one thing to tell your children to obey and honor their parents, but we need to recognize that the responsibility falls on the parents to make it work. And so I will try to help you understand what it means to take control, what it means to lead in a, in a Christ-like, God-honoring sort of way. Keep the baton of the, of the gospel going with your children and, to many of us, to your grandchildren. You know, we have some people in the church that are great-grandparents, We have at least one that is a great, great grandparent. Look, these principles just reverberate generation after generation after generation. May God grant us spirit-led children. And let's pray. Father, we do thank you. Your word is so clear. It is humbling and it is life-changing. Thank you for all that you do all that you have provided us so that we might be able to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, uh, for those still raising children, for those with unborn children, oh, bless them and encourage them that they might, from the very beginning, be faithful to what you have provided to us. For Those with um, great regrets, it's never too late, Father, for Your grace. May may we be the ones who speak truth in love uh, across the generations, those ahead of us and those behind us, that You might get all of the glory for what is accomplished 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.